The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in this area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner, and click on that. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. I'd love to have you over there. Got a lot of friends over there this morning, so good morning to you guys. And while you're over there, please subscribe to that channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform for the morning and the afternoon show over there. So, And I know a lot of people watch over there because they write me and tell me. So we're glad that they give us a spot over there. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right up under where we're streaming live, there's a place where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening. All the articles we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the morning show archive. So if you miss something of this and, and you want to catch it later, you can do it. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. But people ask, where can I get these things? Where can I get it? It's sonslibertymedia.com. That's where it is. I, I don't, it's pretty simple. That's where you got to go to get the thing, okay? And it'll be out later today. Uh, it's got the video, the podcast, some videos in there that we that we may show. We're not going to show any this morning, but uh, it also includes some bonus videos. These are other things that are happening um, <clears throat> in the world, and uh, so those are there as well. I uh, wanted to hit this real quick. Um, our store is still available. We still have the bundle for the Soldier of the Cross, the shirt, the T-shirt, the, the book, the shirt of your size, and the dog tag, black or silver, starts at $34. The book you can get for $10 still. Um, the shirt you can get for $20 or starting at $20. The book is $10. And then we are highlighting this one. All the profits we're pointing to the front, uh, $10. That's the new one from Bradley. Uh, the latest one he's done, I think it's called Children of the Apostate. That'll be out in a few weeks. Okay, they're doing... I guess, final proofreadings and stuff like that. So that one will be out in a few weeks. 
don't know what the pricing is going to be on that or anything like that. So, and um, things are kind of acting up here a little bit. I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, let's see, I'm getting this little exclamation thing. What does that mean? I press a button to go to the camera, and it's dead. I'm still working out all the bugs here, but it's a lot better than it was when I brought the old computer back in for backup. Now, there was one thing I did want to bring up to you guys, and I made mention of it yesterday. It was not the Gateway Pundit that I found this information on. Uh, rather, it Robert Spencer had it. I was going to try to put it out yesterday, but... Um, I, we, you know, I'd already filled up the, the slots of, for our articles uh, in our email newsletter. So this was the thing. You guys remember the, the dude, the, um, the illegal that came in over the Arizona border, and he said, you're not smart enough to know who I am, but soon enough you're going to know who I am, right? So this was the, this was the thing that, um, that I, was, I was referencing. Let me bring this up here. This is the guy. Tell me that doesn't look, it's the spinning image of this guy. Move some Semadov. I don't know if I even said his name correctly. The head of the Islamic party of Azerbaijan. Now this is getting out everywhere because this video went viral. So a lot of people are starting to connect the dots here. Um, this guy was in jail for 12 years for Islamic terrorism. That, that, this is the guy now who's in the United States. He's crossed the border illegally. He's sitting here with his smug, arrogant, Islamic supremacy, fascist smile that he's got on his face, talking about how people need to know him. I'm going to tell you, Founding Fathers would have recognized that as, as a guy who's invading, as an enemy of the people. They probably would have put, no, they wouldn't have put a bullet in his head. That would have been too expensive. They would probably would have strung some rope up and hung him knowing who he is coming into the country. Um, <clears throat> and I got to tell you, you watch. I'll guarantee you there's a false flag coming. This guy will probably be at the center of it. Who knows? Maybe they'll change it since he's got his face up, since his mug's been out there everywhere. Maybe they'll change that. I don't know. But it's very interesting. You've got a guy who's ahead of this Islamic party, and I do believe this is who it is. It look, It's the spitting image of a guy. If it isn't, it's his twin brother. Okay. Uh, same colors in his beard and everything. Um, but this is what's being allowed over. And by the way, it's happening with Republicans too. Don't just point to the Democrats because the Republicans are the ones standing down when they should be saying, no, 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 we're going to uphold the law. You guys down in Texas, you go ahead and keep that razor wire up. In fact, the governor should tell the Supreme Court to go take a flying leap in the swamp they live in. That's what he should do. If he was a legitimate govern, uh, governor upholding the law, but he's not doing that. And you watch, he'll back down, and then he'll point the finger at SCOTUS and Biden, and that'll be a political WWE move so they can get votes. That's the way the game's played. I get it. Um, but it is frustrating because the people of Texas are the ones entrusted with enforcing the law, repelling invasions, and putting down insurrections. You guys, the militia, you men down there, you're the ones, you're the ones entrusted to do that. Not the federal government and even not the state government. You guys are. It's your land. It's your state. You're supposed to be doing it. All right, there's my rant for the day. Um, <clears throat> we've got some very practical things <clears throat> that I want to bring to you this morning uh, by way of my friend Mike. And we've had Mike Bambus on before. We talked about um, becoming a national, also setting up trusts in order to protect the things that are in, how shall I say that? I'm going to let Mike kind of explain some of this, but sort of in your name, it's 
it's not your name. It's a name that looks like your name, but it's not. Um, so they can take things from you, so they can uh, harass you and things of that nature. And so you put those things in there to protect those so that it basically it's not even worth their time to be going after you. And then you're able to go after them because they're wide open. They're, they're naked without any fig leaves or anything on. And so I asked him to come back on because tonight he's going to be teaching the group uh, that he has some of these practical things you use in court. And again, Mike told us he takes his class in into class. I mean, he real hands-on stuff, go into the court, see how it's used. This is what people need, and I've told Mike, I said, this is the practical things. This is the power of the people to know how they can protect themselves and then how they can go after these guys who are committing crimes against them. And so it's my privilege to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Mike Bambus, and he's also brought with him uh, Johnny Bolin. And uh, Johnny, it's great to have you on for the first time. Mike, it's great to have you back again. And uh, guys, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, great to have you guys, and uh, I don't know why my buttons are messing up here, uh, but there they are. So, Mike, what do we got going on tonight? Let's let people know that right off the bat. I'm going to drop the link into the comment section, both the live and the one that stays there after that. I'm going to drop that Zoom link in there so people can go there tonight if they want to go. But what are you guys going to be doing there tonight? Well, Tim, um, again, thank you uh, for having us back on. And... uh, Tonight's meeting is more like a a meet and greet type situation. Um, I'm not going to be the host uh, tonight. Uh, John's going to be hosting it. So um, in all fairness, I'm going to let John uh, let, you know, describe what uh, what the meeting and the content is going to be and uh, the format. So, John. Okay, John. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Really, tonight we we have a group of people here in Michigan that have been meeting and we've been educating each other. Sometimes. It's uh, by means of somebody's in trouble, so we go to court with them. Uh, Mike does a lot. He gives a lot of his time to help people. So we've, we've gone through a lot of experience over the last three years of some successes and failures. And our goal tonight is just there's a lot of people asking questions. Uh, a lot of people are looking for answers. There's a lot of stuff online that um, it, it has some good information, but it's not tested or it's, it's not actually something that people use. And I think a lot of that is, you know, one, one guy hears another guy and realizes there's attention on that matter. And he adds it to his podcast to get more views and they're giving pieces of information that's never been used in court or it's never, it's not backed in anything in law. Um, so our goal is to, to get people that are curious or that have, been trying things, uh, get them together, get them where they can ask people that have been through court these questions, and we can give them, I mean, no, every situation is a little bit different, and but we can at least share with them what we've been through. Mike's, Mike helps, like I said, a lot of people. He gives a lot of his time to people that are in the courts. He's been doing this for, what, Mike, 15 years you've been in and out of court, at least, you know? Um, longer than that, but yeah. yeah so, well, point is, um, we just want to help people. You know, um, so the, the first way to do that is to, you know, build trust, get to know each other, share stories, uh, you know, build a fellowship, basically, and just tell people what we're doing. And that's what tonight's all about. It sounds a lot like being the church, if you ask me. That's that's what the church is supposed to do, it's supposed to care about each other, show their love for one another and and learn these things so they can do it. And by the way, Mike, you you've been in court or you've been going back and forth in court and people think, well, you're just a troublemaker. That's why you're there all the time. But that's not necessarily all the reason why. But can you tell people? 
how how it started with you? Did you have some trouble at first? Did you get, you know, the old saying down here in South, and I'm not going to use the, uh, the the other words that are used, but did you get your butt kicked a couple of times before you had to learn something? And then did you start seeing victories, or did you already know some things that, were, that helped you to accomplish victories from before? Because I want to give people encouragement who maybe have had their head handed to them on a the platter when they go into court uh, versus, you know, learning from that experience and growing by it and learning how you can, uh, you can actually win there. Um, basically how it all started was, um, you know, like all teenagers, we get speeding tickets. And so through my teens and, uh, uh, early twenties, I was in court quite a bit, uh, just not just for speeding tickets, but for some other things. Um, and I learned quickly, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned quickly that the system is not what I was told it was or what I was led to believe, you know, growing up. And I learned quickly that you've got to ad- adapt quickly um, in the courts. And so as time progressed um, and I got a lot more involved in uh, the politics of the communities and, and such, uh, and I'm, I'm a contractor, so I'm in a lot of different communities. I'm you know, I go to board meetings, uh, city hall meetings and such. And I learned very quickly that uh, through that process, the fraud that was being placed upon the American people. And there were some uh, personal experiences where, um, and I'm not going into a whole lot of detail, um, but uh, there were some personal experiences that really... Um, how can I say, just, just set me back. And um, I thought, enough, I, I, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. So I started getting into more of the politics, more of uh, how they operate. Um, a lot of my court cases, uh, a lot of people say, well, why don't you just pay the fine and be done with it? A lot of these cases I did was for or, or motivated through the uh, trying to learn their process. I will go into court and I will do things that have what appears to be nothing to do with the case simply to get information out of a judge, get information out of a prosecutor or whoever the other side may be. And from that, I can take that knowledge down the road. So a lot of my cases, I'm doing things to milk information out of our public functionaries so that I can use that down the road and teach other people how they operate, what they think, how they think, and what their mode of uh, operation is. Okay, can so you that get, we can learn? Can to, you give? Uh, can you give people? Yeah, Mike, can you give people just one example of what you mean about what you throw out there that might seem like it has nothing to do with the case where you get information? Can you give just a simple example of that? Um, I challenge a lot of times. Uh, for example, the the Michigan court rules uh, with the courts followed by, and I constantly bring the issue that. The court rules are not designed for we, the people. If you read the preamble of the Michigan court rules, it says right there, it's for the courts, judges, and practicing attorneys, which I am none of the above. And I'm not contractually bound by their court rules. So when you raise that in the courts, and I've raised it numerous times, they get all kind of wiggy on it. And so, you know, uh, I I back the judges down uh, because in one case, uh, it was a property dispute with my company and we had a lien on the property and the, the attorneys for the other side are like, well, he's not an attorney. He can't practice law. He can't represent the corporation. 
And the judge it was a circuit court judge, uh, Michael uh, Hattie out of the uh, 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 that would have been the uh, 44th Circuit Court in Livingston County. And uh, he started on me about, well, you're not an attorney. I've been you know, on the bench for 20 years, yada, yada. And I said, judge, you know, you know, I do have the right to do so. And after about 10, 15 minutes of a yelling session in the courtroom, I, you know, he kind of pissed me off and I said, look, uh, you're nothing more than Article three judgment, Article three court. You don't have the constitutional authority to overturn U.S. Supreme Court rulings, change the Constitution or interfere in contractual agreements as an outside third party to the contract. And I finally backed him right down using what I had already learned from previous. And he finally backed off and allowed me to represent the corporation as a non-attorney. So that's just one example, I guess, uh, of how you learn from other things you know, previous cases, you learn from other things to be able to use it down the road uh, to put them in their place. And they, you know, they're, they're like children. You know, if you don't put them in their place, they're going to run amok. Okay. All right. Now, Johnny, one of the things that you're going to be doing tonight, you're going to be teaching like some of these, some of these instances where you give people angles and you show them what's written, what's been written in the law, law, I guess, even in the code too, uh, that they can use against those who are trying to take advantage of them, I, I guess is the best way to say it, because that's exactly what the court system does, is it takes advantage of, you know, basically, in many cases, innocent people. And I even sometimes it takes advantage even of the guilty, but it definitely takes advantage of the innocent people as well. Is that what you do in this class? You kind of give people the basics, and then Mike will take them into the courtroom and show them how that works? Is that how you guys are tag-teaming this kind of thing? That's pretty close, yeah. A lot of it's education. So um, I think one of the toughest things for people to realize is that even though they are taking advantage of us in a way, it is all this is happening by our consent. So a lot of what we try to teach is that we've all given up our authority. We've all signed contracts. We've endorsed things without understanding what an endorsement is. So every time you've done a credit application, every time you've done a job application, all of these contracts mean more than what you thought they meant. So we have all by our consent and ignorance, and we were never taught differently. So you can get into how maybe it's not fair or maybe it's not right, which it isn't. But if you get hung up in that whole victim state, it's really hard to move past it and realize that, okay, I, I, nobody told me better. Amen. But I, That's right. I, I did these things that got me here. Yep. And from that point, you can start to see it for what it really is, and you can start to undo the mess that you made. And once you've undone the mess you've made, you you have the authority as a man created by God to pretty much create your own law as long as you are not breaching the laws that were given to you by your creator. So it's it's really simple. But like tonight, instead of us telling people, what we really want to do is show them where to read it themselves. Because you, this is something that you have to believe, or you're not going to be able to stand on it. So Amen. Amen. What time is the meeting going to be? Because I've had some people ask, and I forgot to ask sure. that. 6.30 Eastern. 6.30 time. Eastern. Now, we've got some people, I think, in the chat. They said they're local to you. Can you tell them where they would meet you, or do you want them just join the Zoom? Or is there a contact? Should I send them to Mike or something? You know, tonight, well, tonight's for a Zoom. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't want to sound terrible, but I don't really want a hundred strangers showing I up. I get at it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's really tough to filter out who could be actually there to harm us if we have something like that. So, um, 
Uh, basically, I guess, Mike, maybe we can share the link to the Zoom. And then as many people as we can get into it, we'd love to see them. Yeah. Now, I just let people know on the radio, I have put the link in on the Rumble channel, on the video, in the comments that stay up as well as the live chat. So people can go there. 6.30 tonight, I'll go back and edit that or put a new post up that say 6.30. This is when the link is live. And they go in. And I think you're really smart by, yeah, anybody can go into that Zoom too. Uh, but at least there, if you've got kind of a recording of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anybody who tries to manipulate what you say, uh, there's the recording, right. they can pick that up. So I think that's a wise thing. Okay. So what are some of the things, what are some of the practical things that you're going to give people tonight? What, what's some of the, cause I like the fact that you say, we're going to show them where they can read it themselves. Cause if people go and they find it themselves, like Mike's telling me about this, you know, code yesterday and oh, I need that right there because that one would have shut down a bunch of stuff that I had going on. Um, and, uh, so I saved it. And I think that's, I think that's the best way people need to see what that law is so they can hold these people accountable. And like you said, we're ignorant. The Bible talks about uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and the lack of knowledge is about the law of God. So I think if people come to the Sons of Liberty, they learn the law of God, but the practical applications of how that works out in situations like this, uh, people need some help in maneuvering that. For sure. I think Mike can testify to this, that uh, if you want to play in codes and statutes, they change them every 10 months. They rewrite them. They twist them. Uh, it's imp- it's an impossible language to keep up with as an individual man or woman. So when you start to learn about equity, um, which is man's equivalent to God's righteousness, as far as how we, how we can script what is and what should be, um, and you learn how to stand in that, you learn how to be a man in court, how to do claims instead of complaints, things like this, uh, you can get, you can start to have an effect. And uh, Mike has, over the few years that um, all of us have been studying these things, I've seen him change his language, and I've seen him have incredible results in court recently. Like yeah, that's real repentance right there, isn't it? Yeah, for real. Amen. Amen. So so give us some examples. What's some things, Mike, Johnny, what's some things people are going to hear tonight? Give us maybe two or three examples of things that you're going to show them that maybe people didn't know or they sure. knew, but they didn't know where to find it and they didn't know how to how to you know say it in court or present it so that sure. they can actually win. So for, for what I will offer is I, I want to show people the difference between the words that they've been using and the words that God intended us to use. What's the difference between a person and a man? What's a na- what is a national? All these things are titles. Every time we take a title other than that which we were created, which is that we were created as man and woman. Any title you take, I don't care if it's citizen, state citizen, American national, uh, uh, um, state national, pick a, pick a title. Every title out there has obligations and benefits that you have to you subscribe to when you take that title. But as a man, the only obligation you have is to your father, that which created you. And his rules are are finite. They're they're absolute. They're not. They don't they don't break any law. So. Amen. Uh, that, so that's I want to show people where that starts so that they can just see the 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 deception that's been placed upon everybody and that's that we've just accepted as what it is, you know, and, and that that's where I'm going to help people. And I'll show them where to see the words, the language in a Black's Law Dictionary versus their Holy Bible. And then Mike, as far as courts go and what court processes are and how to implement this stuff, I'll let you talk about it, Mike, because you crush it there. Mike? 
Yep. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different things that uh, that people can do, uh, depending on, the, on obviously, the, the circumstance of the case, uh, whether it be a speeding ticket or um, or anything else. Uh, there's different processes that, that can be applied to that situation, uh, applying the uh, doctrine of Eden Sonus, uh, where you challenge the court in their uh, in their paperwork to where the all caps name is not I. I am not that name. I don't know where that name came from. Uh, the all caps name that appears on the birth certificate, which is what shows in the court uh, record, uh, the state of Michigan or whatever state you're in is at the top uh, top of that birth certificate. So the state must own it. And I do not care to trespass on my neighbor uh, for that would be a sin. So forcing the judge to recognize that it may sound the same, look the same, it is not the same. And then you differentiate yourself from that all caps name to being a man or a woman, and that way it forces the judge to lose jurisdiction over you uh, because they cannot hold you accountable to their codes and statutes as a man or woman. And the Supreme Court has ruled on this many times. Uh, there are cases where from the Supreme Court that differentiate the man from the artificial. So we've forced the judges into those positions. Now, one of the ones I was talking to you about yesterday was uh and it's another document that we use is we make the judge the prosecutor and the court clerk all trustees because we're dealing in trust law and so by making them the trustees they now become accountable and responsible uh for upholding the the terms of the trust and we as the executors and i.e the beneficiaries uh there to do what's in the best fiduciary uh, uh what's in the best interest of the beneficiaries. So but putting him in that position and what I was talking to you about yesterday was under uh, Title 28, Section 455, Subpart 4 and 5, when a judge is a fiduciary or trustee of a party, they are automatically disqualified. So that's one of the first steps. The second step is you hit them with what's called a chrono. And that forces them to produce their delegation of authority. Where did their authority come from to rule over man or woman? And they don't have it. Uh, where did they acquire the power as executor to open up the account in your name to begin with? The courts are required to file what's called an AO430. It's like a ledger sheet. And if you ever see one of those ledger sheets, it'll show that they are the debtors and we are the creditors. So they're failing to uh, follow through with this process and you can actually uh, process them out through an administrative process and you end up uh, forcing them to either vacate the case or you end up reporting them to the secretary of treasury for the state and you file a formal complaint uh, or I should say grievance and uh, for identity theft and tax evasion because they're not paying the taxes that they're supposed to do as, tr as the trustees. So there's a there's a lot of different things that we can do, a lot of different processes to where you're doing it through an administrative process. And in doing so, that administrative process, you're doing it in equity, not through their codes and statutes. In equity, codes and statutes don't exist. And you force them into that position because now without their codes and statutes, they have no 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 bite, no teeth, no, you know, you you, you basically, you know, uh, uh the, the tooth the the lion as it were and so um it forces them to vacate the case 
or um, in a lot of cases, uh, yeah, just shut shut the whole thing down. So yeah, this is the this is the one you were talking about yesterday, um, <clears throat> and this is why I got it because I thought that was so important. Because the things I was dealing with, once I understood just how corrupt the monetary system is, how lawless that is, uh, and then how it's being used against me. And again, I don't, I'm not anywhere near the level of you guys in my understanding, but I, I did understand some things. So when you said this one about bringing the judges in, these were things that I was doing. So when a judge would trample over my rights, not look at the evidence of what was seen, even this one recently, who I told him, I, sp- I told him in two things to the court, even face to face, saying, wait a minute, our Constitution says that anything over $20, I get a, I get a trial by jury. Well, he just decides he's just going to rule on, on his own, not in front of me because he's too cowardly to do that, but he does it in his office. Say, oh, I'm going to give it to these people whom I never had a contract with in the first place. And so my my idea is always to turn around and to make these judges and the even the the attorneys who bring this stuff to make them trustees in the matter. Uh, sadly, I was doing that after the fact. You said I need to do it before, but just so people see, this is the practical thing of what Mike is talking about right here. I just want to show people. This is U.S. Code four fifty five, and this is what Mike shared with me yesterday. This is what he was just talking about. Um, he knows that he's talking about judges here or magistrates. He knows that he individually as or as a fiduciary or his spouse or minor child residing in his household has a financial interest in the subject. Maybe we ought to start getting their families involved here, too. I'm just thinking uh, interest in the subject matter in controversy or in a party to the proceeding or any other interest that could be substantially affected by the outcome of the proceeding. Um, and then he goes on with some other things, but it's basically saying what you were talking about, Mike, and that is disqualifying these judges. So let's say that some people have, you know, and again, some people say, well, you're not paying your debt or this, that, and the other. Well, wait a minute. Listen to what Mike is saying. Look, America's been bankrupt at least twice, I think three times, okay, in our history. We have no money. We've not had any money, any real constitutional money in a hundred years, okay? So we are a debtor nation. All of this is corrupt as it can be. When you start looking into it, I, I was telling Mike, it just physically makes me sick to see how corrupt it is, how twisted it is, and that people, you know, they don't know. That people are trying to be honest about things, but they don't know. And this is a, pra- this is a practical thing of learning what this says, applying it, and then putting that. That's just one thing, and I got that from Mike yesterday. So, Mike, I'm really appreciative you shared that with me. Can I say something real quick? Please um, just just briefly, uh, Mike and I are not attorneys, so it's very important to know that we're not trying to give legal advice. Yeah, we're I get that. To, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying I just want to put that out there right now because, um, it, you know, we're, we're just here to help our fellow men. Um, so any anybody who might be listening to this, thinking who are these two clowns that are, you know, getting into codes and statutes and telling people what to do in court, we're just we're just helping our brothers and sisters, and we're sharing what we're doing. Well, it should be free speech that's protected, not something said that you have yeah. to have a ben- yeah. a, uh, you know, some kind of a law degree or something like that. They're writing right. this stuff, right. and then they treat us like we're the, the morons, right? What, what is the word that they want to call us? We're incompetent. Uh, we have to correct that on the record uh, before the court. So I appreciate you saying that, though. This is just people who've learned some things, and they're sharing their experience with you so that hopefully it's helpful to you. Thank you for making that comment, John. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a CYA, if you know what I mean. Yes, so, sir. Um, yeah. 
I think I think there's some other things too, like what Mike was just sharing. That's swimming in the deep end, uh, because if you're going to go into court and start talking about trusts, if you claim trust, you have to prove trust. So you better really know your stuff if you bring that up in court. Uh, but you can get there. Um, it's just really important. And also talk about equity. Uh, earlier, Tim, you mentioned how sometimes bad guys are getting screwed over too, things like that. Well, when you start to learn this stuff, sometimes bad people can also get off. Uh, and in equity, when you want to stand as a man or a woman, one there's 20 maxims of equity, and you can look them up online. I highly encourage you to read them. They are the 20 laws that a man or woman really needs to understand and comprehend. Uh, but one of the primary maxims of equity is that he who wishes seeks equity must come in equity, which if you interpret that biblically, it's if you want to receive righteousness, you have to be righteous. So if you're going into court and you're saying, hey, you know, judge, I come with clean hands and I'm Sue Jerry and you start saying all these words, but you're really not like you're really sinning in your life. You're really just trying to get out of something that you did wrong. Um, equity doesn't really serve you. And I truly believe the reason this stuff works is because it it is it is on God's terms. It is God's way. And I think when you when you walk righteously and you walk with the Lord, I think He stands beside you. And that's it. Doesn't mean you're not going to get kicked down, as Michael attest. But also another maxim of that is equity aids the vigilant. Amen. So if you don't give up, if you don't quit, uh, He will see you through it. But you can't go in with dirty hands, just trying to get out of trouble because you found a a loop in the matrix or a glitch where you can get out of it because it it'll come back to bite you yeah so. i and most people will remember uh we had um uh david pruitt on and we did some um prepping shows on that as well and one of the things that david talked about was in equity he said boy if you could master equity you don't need to know the code you don't need to know the statutes or any of this he said and for people who don't know what that is that is in our constitution by the way the laws of equity that's in there as well uh, I believe it's in Article 1. Those are mentioned. And equity, my understanding is what should be done shall be done. That's kind of the idea there. Despite what man's codes, laws, whatever he's made up state, the righteous thing to do should be done and it shall be done. And part of bringing judges, my understanding, maybe you can correct me, but bringing judges into this trust issue that's been made in your all-caps name. And by the way, for those who are new, don't know anything about that, look at pretty much anything and everything you have, a driver's license, social security, unit, all of it's in a capital letter's name. And just to point you back to elementary school, you were taught to write your name how? In all capital letters? No, upper and lower case. So somebody has made something that looks like your name, sounds like your name, but it's not your name. Uh, they've made that in order that they can make a boatload of money off of you during your life, and you never even know it, and you don't even get a cut out of it. So I, I hope I explained that correctly, because that's the way it's explained to me. And I'm like, well, if he says this is that this is what I need to be learning here. So this is a part, I guess, of what you guys are going to be showing and teaching tonight as well. Yep, that's exactly right. And you're you're really that you didn't say anything inaccurate. You can get into the weeds if you want to. I mean, you can get into a lot of detail about that. But basically, in their own styles manual, so the government printing office has a, a manual on style for what what different styles of writing mean. And if you go back to ones like in 1984, it actually addresses the proper noun, what an all capital name is. An all, an all, capital, an all capital word is, a, is some kind of a legal fiction. It's a dead corporation. Uh, it, could be, it could be a trust. But it is not a living man or woman. So if you ever see your name and it's in all capital letters, 
that is not you. It is a representation of yourself as a corporation of some sort, a legal fiction. Okay. Yeah, and people need to keep that in mind, I guess, too, about corporation. It starts with corpse. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a dead yeah. entity. And this is why they tell you in court a corporation cannot represent itself. Why? Because it doesn't exist. I mean, it literally right. doesn't exist. Right. It um, has no real rights. It has, yes. That's right. right. That's right. Now, I think of the things that you guys are doing, maybe you want to jump off of this, maybe give us maybe an example or something like this, but I think of the things that you guys are doing, and I think of Luke chapter 2 with Jesus here, uh, most people read over this, they gloss it over, and they don't get what's going on. But I think this applies, what you guys are doing is very similar to what Jesus is doing when he's 12 years old. Remember, uh, it says in verse 40, Luke chapter 2, And the child grew, waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, so he would have been a man in that culture. Boy, we're, we're letting men... We're letting boys become men like it. I don't know, 25, 30, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, we've got a long way to go, don't we? When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to be, have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolks and acquaintances. So apparently, they traveled in big caravans. There was a lot of people there, and they couldn't find their boy. And when they found him not... They turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass, notice this, that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors or the teachers of the law, that's what they were, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. So I got a, I got a feeling that what Jesus was doing here was he was learning the law and he was questioning these men because either he wanted to make sure he understood it right or he's questioning them to, un to see if they understood it wrong. And it sounds to me like you guys are using a similar kind of approach. You're going back, you're learning these things, then you're taking them and you're asking questions. And we could take Jesus time and time again where the Bible says they came to test him by asking him. And what did Jesus do? He never answered them. He always asked them a question. So it seems like Jesus is really using this equity thing big time. I don't know what you guys' view is on that, but that seems to be maybe we can take a, a, a several pages out of Scripture to show that this is what the, the, the path you guys are following right now is the very path that Jesus was on. And at, because a lot of what you do in, in uh, court, my understanding is you don't really make statements. You ask questions and you kind of put the other the the either the the prosecuting party or the judge kind of on their heels um in in the in the situation is that would that be a fair assessment of, of what's going on i think so i would never okay. claim to say that i'm walking in similar shoes as christ but i would say that the model is definitely that is what it is you know okay. um, you know a lot of people want common law i hear i hear that word a lot but i don't think that people really comprehend what common law is so co common law is the law of the land. It is what is common to the land that you are in. And there's a great example in the story of Jesus where there was the adulterous woman. Common law would have said stoner, right? But Jesus corrected them on their interpretation of the Father's word, and he brought in equity. He said, no, he who is without sin can cast the first stone. So basically. If you're not only only, a, you know, basically only someone like Christ could possibly throw the stone because everybody is a sin. 
is everybody's born with sin, which I mean, you can really get into that story, but that that is equity. The equi it, it is, you know, do unto others, right? As you would have done unto yourself, treat other people the way you would be treated. And, you know, so yeah, it, I agree with you. It, it is, it's all equity. Okay. We're supposed to be living in equity. We're supposed to be living in righteousness. We're Amen. supposed to embrace the covenant that was given to us with our creator. And then we're supposed to do our works for him through him. So, Amen. Amen. Mike, so when you guys get down to some of these things that we talked last time about, I guess, first things first, uh, get your status straight. So I'm in the process of doing some of those things uh, and that becoming a national. And, you know, I've had a good friend who kind of... Uh, I don't know, batted me down. Oh, you know, you're doing this and you're going to get a target painted on your back and all. Well, listen, friends, you've already got targets painted on your back. There's 70-something things that the, the federal government, the, the military of the federal government, okay, that so many people worship for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, but they worship that federal government. That federal government has labeled me, almost everybody, if not everybody, listening to me as a potential terrorist due to... A number of things. I've got the documents. I can show you. They've done that. You already have a target on your back. The idea here was we're not saying you don't you won't you'll lose the target off your back. I don't think that's what we're saying. But we're saying you put into protection certain things you have, especially if you have a family so that you can take care of them. And Mike, if you want to hit on that just a little bit, that's fine. Uh, from last time where we talked about setting up trusts to protect your interests, the things that you have, your family and things. And uh, you set that up, and even though the guys may try to violate violate it, there is a, a recompense for that if they do that. Can you can you help people understand that just a little bit? Sure. Um, in order for them to be uh, the ability to come out and, and reach out and touch you, so to speak, um, there has to be something there tangible for them to get. And if you uh, get... For, for lack of a better definition, your assets, your house, your car, uh, even your biometrics into trusts and shield everything in the trust so that everything is out of your name. Um, there's nothing there for them to get. There's no there's no leverage. And this is a way you can protect your, your family, your kids, um, uh, so that you're not being um, taken advantage of by the system. I've been in court where I've seen uh, someone get hit with astronomical fines and they're like well i don't have that kind of money and i've i've seen judges tell them well we'll go ask you know get a loan from your parents or go sell your your car or whatever this is usurp you know they're usurping their authority obviously but if you don't own anything they can't try and garnish you they can't try and take those things away from you and leave you in a, a position that you're worse off than what you started with so by putting everything into a trust uh, and I say a series of trusts um, so that not everything is in, in one trust. You put a house in one car and another and so on. You protect yourself. You protect your assets. And I've been able to show and prove that to, to the groups. And I've actually been in court where the judge actually admitted that, yeah, he's a signer in this account, but he's not the owner of the account. Therefore, it's not tangible. And so that's where you want to be to where if they try to come after you in court, and take something from you, they cannot do it because you've got these shields, these layers of protection in place. And that's one of the things that frustrates the, the courts and these politicians when it comes to me because there's nothing to leverage. They can't hurt me 
financially. They cannot touch my assets because I am protected. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, that's what everybody should do. And especially if you're going to get into anything beyond uh, uh, that aspect of it, if you're going to get into, you're going to change, you know, your status, you're going to start, uh, you know, getting involved more politically and, and, and such, you better protect yourself because like you said, anybody who does not think the way they do is a target. So they want everybody to be sheep. They want everybody to just, uh, you know, uh, uh, succumb to their demands. And the minute you balk it, the minute you say, no, I do not consent, you're a target. Plain and simple. So everybody's got to learn to protect themselves. So, Amen. And as far as the uh, uh, the IDs, well, I know we talked about uh, the NSEA, and I've gotten a lot of emails about that, uh, about the website being down. The website got hacked into, so it is still down. And that came that came owner. after our show that we did. Yeah. Because so, some people told me, they said, hey, you know, we don't, uh, we can't get to the site. And I, I reached out to you, and, and I know they were doing some updates or something, too. But there's been this problem here. So, guys, I dropped the link in the live chat and also in the the permanent chat there so you guys on the radio too if you go to this video the man is fighting corruption or this man is fighting corruption what works and what doesn't on our sons of liberty radio live channel that is in there you can go to the link from last when did we do a show a few weeks ago right about a month ago or something like that i don't know yeah. Uh, all of that information is there. Mike had also given some documents showing you the steps to take to set these things up and doing the national thing. So you can check those out. We'll have those in the archive later today. I want to make sure that people understand that so they can get this information if they're wanting to go through that. And then tonight at 630, that link is there. I'll have that in the archive as well that you can get to, but it's also permanent in the uh, in the comment section on the video. Okay, guys, we got a little under 10 minutes here, and I want to throw it back to you. So when people come into the Zoom tonight, what should they expect to hear, and will they be able to ask questions of you guys? Absolutely. Uh, you're going to hear what we just talked about, but I really want to help people with the, what you mentioned, status changing. I, I really want to answer questions on that before people do things that they have to go back and fix. So there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different titles getting thrown out. Uh, I would like to help people sort of cut through the fat of all that because do you know what the title you're taking is? Do you really want to be what you you know you pick? What pick pick one of the many things that we've just already said today, or do you just want to deny that you're a corporation? You just want to put it on the record that you are not a corp, that you're not the legal fiction, and that you may act as. American national. You may act as uh, any of a number of different titles, but it's your choice. And you can you can set that title down as if it's a hat you took off your head, or you can put it back on. But ultimately, you are a man. You can only be, or a woman, you can only be that which your creator made you to be. That's it. And any other assumption or presumption placed on you by any agent of any agency, it cannot be true without your expressed permission. And then you start to write the law. You start to write what they can and cannot do to you. So I, that's what I want to help people with. I want to I want to answer the questions and dispel some of the myths about what all these things are, because there's a lot of people running around saying, oh, become a state national. All of a sudden you're free. Well, what what's a state national? Who has jurisdiction over state nationals? Find it in the code. Show me. I, I mean, we have some of that information and it's not it's not what you think, you know, so that that's what I would say about that. 
Yeah, I think that's a smart thing before people do things they need to know because mm-hmm. you can really mess some stuff up. I get it. Mike, mm-hmm. too what about template? There's too many people doing templates out there and they don't they it's not even they're not even expressing their own will. So it's just they're just trying to get out of something that they don't like. Yeah. And that's just not the right motivation. So. Right. Mike, what would you say about that? And the things oh, you guys are going to talk about tonight? Yeah, the, the 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 status thing is not uh, something that someone just should just jump into, or or in and especially without proper education on on the subject. Um, again, I you know we've we've seen the different uh, uh, styles of changing one status, and a lot of them don't work. And there are a few things that do work, but if you don't understand the process, if you don't understand the language first. I mean, you have to understand legalese is a foreign language. And so judges and when you're, when you're in the courts and all that, they're they're switching the languages around on you. And if you're not savvy to how and what they're doing, you're going to get into yourself in a lot of trouble. And if you just walk in and say, well, I declare I'm this or I'm that without understanding the language, you're going to get killed. I mean, you're, you're going to get slaughtered in that courtroom. Plain and simple. Yeah, we've seen it. <laughs> And so um, it's all about, you know, you get you got to learn how to crawl before you walk and you got to learn how to walk before you run. So it's that simple. I mean, go down to basics. I mean, um, you know, I played hockey. I've taught hockey. I've coached hockey. Very first thing, you got to teach the basics. If you don't know the basics, you can't move on to anything else. So the basics is where everything has to start. Simplify the problem. The answer shall reveal itself. The basics is where everyone needs to start. Okay, so give us a, we got about uh, five minutes here. Give us a little bit of flavor as to maybe some bullet points about some basics. What would be some basics that you would say people need to know? What do you think, Mike? 14th (laughs) Amendment? Um, I'm sorry? 14th Amendment? Yeah, you can start with the 14th Amendment. Um, Basically understanding uh, the, the definitions of words. Yeah. Uh, what a person is. Um, what a court is. A, what a court is. I mean, yeah, you, it's like learning a whole new language. And um, I know there was a time I was in the courtroom one time, and I'm not going to say the judge's name uh, mm-hmm. because she went berserk on me, and I kept challenging the language. And finally, I just you know rattled off, "No, do you do all fita." And she got all like, what did you just say to me? I said, no, do you do all shoot to fita? And she's like, well, what does that mean? I said, exactly. You don't understand what I'm saying. Just like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, uh, she was not happy with you. Was she, she was not happy. So, um, you know, it's, it's that it's just like that. You have to understand the language. You're learning a new language and Babel's not going to help you with this. It so is, it's um, too bad, Mike, that they don't let us bring recording devices into court because you you would make a great reality TV show. I yeah. think that's actually one of the reasons they don't <laughs> allow them in there because some people have caught some guys doing that, and yep. uh, they shut their cases down. I mean, I've seen judges get that. What was that guy, the Mountain Man, where the yeah. judge just got so furious <laughs> at him and yep. just left? He didn't call a recess or anything, so he just sent, I guess since he was the top dog there. Uh, being the the beneficiary, he just said, "Yeah, the case is dismissed" or whatever, and walked out. And they actually recorded it. So I think they do keep you from recording things so that you don't ke- you don't catch people like maybe Mike in there, uh, you know, showing people exactly how they should be handling this stuff. 
Yeah, Mike's had mysterious uh, problems where transcripts somehow didn't get recorded after court where we can't get them. Believe that. Also, yeah. Right. yeah, I've had transcripts disappear, recordings disappear. I've even had phantom court cases uh, where oh, yeah. we, we checked the register of actions and I was having court appearances at 7 p.m. Uh, and so I'm like, what, what's all this about? So I have showing at the courthouse and there's nobody there but a cleaning lady. And I'm like, well, then why is this showing as I'm having court cases at 7 p.m.? So, yeah, we've had we've seen all kinds of weird, strange things uh, come out of the courts. So, hmm. but again, it comes down to basics. Learn the language, learn the symbols. Uh, you know, there's a lot of symbolism in, in uh, dealing with the courts. Uh, you know, you've got somebody up there wearing a black robe performing a satanic uh, ritual. They ask everyone to rise. Well, wait a minute, only the dead can rise the last I checked. So why is everybody standing up? You shouldn't be standing up because you can't rise. Only the dead rise. So, you know, these are the things, a lot of symbolism involved in, in a lot of this. What is the bar? What is the gate? Uh, what does it mean to be in the court or out of the court so um yeah there's there's a lot to know before you start really wanting to uh test the waters as it were so um that that's for, again for tonight because those are some rabbit holes that uh they you know we got a couple hours tonight we're going to try to keep it on you know you useful information that you could immediately look at recognize and be like oh and we can show you where to prove it you go research it. Oh, okay. And then we're hoping to get enough people that are interested. I mean, we have a group locally that we meet with physically and on Zoom weekly. Um, but we're ho we're hoping to find other like-minded people that want to, you know, put this into practice with good intention to help others. And Amen. Then we're going to help them. Amen. Yeah, I think that yeah. I think that's exactly what needs to happen. And you know, we didn't we didn't really cover a lot of stuff on the what doesn't work front. Uh, we kind of touched on these others, but it was basically, I want the audience, because Mike, as I told you before, I want the audience to have somewhere they can go with guys who've, who've tested it. They, they, they're just not out there telling something and they're not charging you for it and all. They've tested it. You've proven it. You've seen that you can win doing these things. Sometimes it takes a little longer than others. But you guys know what you're doing and you're able to help people like what you're saying, Johnny. The issue is to help your brother, to show your brother love and, uh, and help him with these kinds of things. So if you guys want to catch that, again, the link will be at sonsoflibertymedia.com in the archive. Also, it's permanently there on this show on Rumble, our channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. with James Roguski. Adios. <laughs>